To all of you who serve in the church in different ways through the past year, and we trust in the year ahead, thank you, because it's as a body that we, we serve the Lord together. Um, so just to, um, it's not a sermon this morning, it's just a brief devotional thought, because it's a time of, for you to share and thank God for the blessings in your life over the past year or so. So it's just very brief. Uh, what sort of people do you enjoy being with? What sort of people whose company do you really enjoy? It could be just a, a friend that you meet regularly and you enjoy their company. Um, you can relax with them, have a cup of coffee or, or whatever, just chat about things. Then there are people who are a bit more special than that to you. There are those who you just meet them and you're able to unburden your heart. You're able to talk about things and if there's a long time gap between the last meeting, it doesn't seem to matter. There's that sense that we're friends, even though we may disagree on things, there's a confidence in each other. And then there are those whose company you love above all others. It's, it's like the love of a man and woman, that, that intimacy, that, that closeness. You can't wait to meet them again. You dream, you plan your plans together with them. It's, it's, you don't want to be separated. This person is so special to you that you want to spend all your time with them. And that's what love does for you. Love changes everything, is, is what the song says. And there's no relationship like it. There's nothing like loving someone, being in their company. You love their company more than anything or anybody else. Their company is your chief delight. And scripture tells us that the Lord delights in his people. It means he enjoys your company. If, if you love him, he, he enjoys your company. And it, it's amazing when you think of it, you know, Psalm 147 says, the Lord, Lord delights in those who fear him, who, who obey him, who seek him. Psalm 25 says, the Lord confides in those who fear him. It's as if God is saying, come here, you're special to me. I want to tell you a secret. You're, you're very precious to me. And I want to share something with you that I won't share with the rest of the world. And that's how God feels about his relationship with, with those who love him. He's sharing his secrets. He's sharing his heart with us. And Zephaniah, in, in his prophecy, says, The Lord has taken away your punishment. He has turned back your shame, your enemy. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. We were singing a lot about rejoicing this morning. The Lord rejoices over us, his beloved people. And in Isaiah it says, and in Isaiah towards the end of his prophecy, Isaiah is a very long prophecy. It's, and it's, it's a, a prophecy that, that stands perhaps above all other the prophets in the Old Testament. And towards the end of it he is saying, you will be called Hephzibah, which means my delight is in her. And your land will be called Beulah, which means married. It means precious. The Lord will take great delight in you. As a bridegroom rejoices over his bride, so will the Lord rejoice over you. And that's how God feels about you this morning. You are precious to him if you are one of his beloved. And while the Bible certainly speaks of the wrath of God, and we know it, you know, we read the scriptures, and it is very evident but scripture is also filled with the joy of the Lord over his people, how he loves you so, so very specially. But to ask ourselves, what sort of people does God delight in? Does he delight in everybody? 
Who does he really love to, to meet with? Well, the, the Song of Solomon, again, the Song of Solomon is, is the Song of Songs. It's the, sto- the, the story, as it were, of, of the lover and the beloved, how the, the beloved is saying, oh, he, he is precious to me, and, and the lover, the man, says, yeah, he, she, is, she is my chief delight. And that is how God feels about you, that you are his chief delight. But love is not a one-way relationship. Love demands a response. And God says to you, I want you to respond to my love. It's a two-way relationship. Otherwise, it, it simply won't survive. And, and to ask ourselves then, well, <clears throat> what is my response to the love of God for me? What, how do I feel? How do I respond to this one who is calling me like, like the, the lover calling his beloved? Do we respond to his love? Psalm 37, it's a psalm, that, that, a line that probably all of us know, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And delight yourself in the Lord. If you delight yourself in the Lord, the desires of your heart is, is for God himself. That will be your chief desire, your chief love. And Psalm 112 says, Blessed are those who find delight in his commands. I love to hear his commands, you're saying. I want to obey them. Let Israel rejoice in their maker, it says elsewhere. And I will ask you now, <clears throat> as we're, we're having an open time of prayer and we're having a week of prayer in the week ahead. Shane will be speaking more about that. Um, does God enjoy his time with you? When, when you either get down on your knees or, or sit at home and at the table or open your Bible, does God enjoy his time with you? Because really, I would say it depends on you. What is your heart attitude to God? Do you enjoy spending time with him? Does he enjoy your company? Well, it depends. Do you enjoy his company? Or do you prefer to spend your time with somebody else or perhaps something else? Do you enjoy spending time on, on other things, whether it's football or whether it's whatever your, your pastime, whatever your, your enjoyments in this world, something that is utterly benign, it's not sinful in any way, but is it more precious to you than spending time with your God? Psalm 119, the psalmist says, turn my eyes away from worthless things. It doesn't say turn my eyes away from sinful things. No, just worthless things. You know, you get your phone and you're scrolling through it. And Evelyn and myself were just chatting briefly about that. We're going to have to watch each other on the time we spend on our phone. Worthless things. Jesus was full of joy through the Holy Spirit, we're told in Luke chapter 10. Jesus was full of joy through the Holy Spirit. And, and it, it says that in, in a number of places. And if you read, for example, John chapter 17, what we call sometimes the 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 high priestly prayer, or, or really it should be called the Lord's Prayer more than anything else. Jesus is praying to his Father in heaven. And if you read through it, it is full of that sense of intimacy that, Father, the time has come. Glorify your name. And, and he's, he's saying, Father, you are precious to me. And, and the, the disciples saw this. John saw Jesus praying, and he realized Jesus has a relationship with God that I wish to have. It's, he is speaking with God so closely, so intimately, so sweetly. 
It's as if nothing and nobody else matters. And that was why earlier the disciples said to Jesus, teach us to pray. You, you seem to have a relationship with God that we simply don't have. You know, it's, it's like the Jews at the Wailing Wall when they're praying, they're, they're, they're back and forth going through their mantra. And, and, but Jesus says, do not be like them. Do not be thinking the endless repetition. No, I want intimacy with my people, God says. And, and the, the disciples realized that for Jesus, nothing else seemed to matter on this earth when he was in, in the presence of his Father in heaven. They noticed it through his life, and that's why they said, teach us to pray. You seem to have a relationship with God that we don't have. God really is your Father. He really is your friend, and you enjoy spending your time with him. Well, believer, this morning I would ask you, Again, do you enjoy spending time with your Father in heaven? Is he more precious to you than anything or anybody else on this earth? Whom have I in heaven but you, the psalmist says, and earth has nothing I desire besides you. Because, you see, this earth will fail. The worthless things of this earth will not satisfy me. And if it's, there's anything I desire as, a, as an elder in the church this morning, this, this year ahead, for, for us as a people, is that we would enjoy being in God's company. You could spend your time in evangelism. You can spend your time in, in singing songs of praise, and that's great. You can spend your time listening to all the sermons you want, and, and it's great to have sermons. They don't replace time spent with your Father in heaven. You're listening to somebody else talking, and it's really good. I commend it. But it's no substitute for your sweet time with the Lord Jesus, your Savior. There's no better place to be, believer. No safer place, no richer, more joyful place than to be in the company of Jesus. If, if Jesus were to say, I'll be here this morning in person, you'd get a huge crowd of people here. The people would come from all around. Believers would say, Jesus is coming once in a lifetime. But Jesus is with us by faith when we're on our knees. And that's where he wants us to be seeking him sweetly, intimately, and saying, Jesus, I'm blotting out, shutting out all other things, and I'm spending my time with you. And so just to end again with that line, before we come to a time of prayer, before we come to yeah, further worship, I will say again those words, delight yourself in the Lord this coming year, and he will give you the desires of your heart. That's his promise. He promises it. He will give you that he doesn't break his promises. God is good. May the Lord bless us. We're, we're just, as I say, I can't even remember the order of service. What comes next? Sorry, you're coming up. Okay. So I'm just going to pray, and, and Shane will direct us in prayer from then on. But let's take a moment to pray. Our gracious God, it is the, the greatest privilege of all the things you've ever done for us that we can have sweet, intimate communion with you. We can come down just as, as the disciples spent time on the mountain with Jesus and, and said, it is good to be here. They were overwhelmed with wonder to be in the presence of, of the Holy God, to be in the presence of their beloved Jesus. Lord Jesus, I pray that we would know that intimacy. I plead with you, almighty God in heaven, that you would awaken in us, your people, here in this town of passage, a sense of 
desire for you above all other things, that you would help us to turn our eyes away from worthless things, to seek the living God above all things. Gracious God, fill us this coming year with passion to be in the presence of Jesus, not in the presence of the things of this world, not to be seeking the things that, that are of no ultimate eternal value. O Lord Jesus, as we come to pray, to share with each other, as we spend time in a little while over the Lord's table, let us remember what a privilege it is to bring everything to the Lord in prayer, all our concerns, all our joys, to share our lives with you, Lord Jesus. Let that be our chief desire. In your holy name and for your glory we pray this. Amen. Okay, thanks Shane.